Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. All right, so this next topic we want to get into is how to hunt elk effectively with a partner or in a group. Uh, and we'll cover both scenarios. One thing I think is unique that you guys get to do a lot of is hunt in a larger group. And so we'll talk about if you're just hunting with a buddy and partner setups, caller shooter setups. But I want to start with when you do have a group. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's specifically a listener of the podcast who wrote in and said him and his buddy have hun- hunted together the last few years. And this year there's five of them going together. And so they're kind of weighing, you know, do we all hunt together as five guys with a couple shooters? Do we break off uh, into a couple groups and cover different country? And obviously this is an opportunity that you guys have done a lot of. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I've personally done it with you. Absolutely. Um, and so talk, talk about that first. Uh, what are the advantages? When do you split into multiple groups if you have a handful of guys or gotcha. when do you all stay together? First off, you make sure no one else draws the tag, and so they pretty much have to be there for you the whole time. Yeah, right. Uh, works. Five guys, one shooter. Cody does that all the time. Yeah. Cody does that all the time. <laughs> no, um, yeah, th- that five guys kind of thing is such that it's that, yeah, we could split up, but, man, it's probably more effective. But let's just kind of go back to, like, just a group, right? How we've been successful, how we've done everything is just being selfless. Honestly, that's, that's created our, all of our success, being totally honest. That's what, you know, if you're allowed, if you're, if you're willing to just take your time and say, I'll call for you all day today and then you call for me tomorrow or whatnot. It's not like, Oh man, I got to shoot. I got to be shooter and everything. If you can give up your time for someone else and especially in a team scenario, like from that three to five, if we have five guys, we're probably going to all hunt together. Probably depending on the time that we have in the place and depending on it just, it's so much more effective for us. So, and it's, and it's real rough to film with two guys and call and everything that whole caller uh, having your caller back and, and we'll probably get into more scenario stuff in a little bit, but, but with, with numerous people, it's, um, it's actually way, way better, honestly. And, and the reason being is elk, they run in herds, right? And elk are not quiet. You guys have all heard elk. They're loud. They're, they don't tiptoe around usually. They're, you know, and so being your own quote unquote herd, and having guys that can make all these sounds that elk make, it just, it's going to fool that elk even more. It's going to do a lot of things for you. And then you can also run like, say you do have five guys with multiple tags, you can run like a two shooter setup. So there's so many times that an elk will come in and you go, oh, he was 25 yards, but he was right behind that tree. Well, this guy standing off 10 yards off could get a shot at him or vice versa or however that works. So it's that whole teamwork, right? It's the whole first I would establish with the team. The biggest thing in the whole equation of things, I would say, is just establish who is shooters, you know? Is it, you know, Steve Speck in the back calling that's just going to wing an arrow over your head, possibly? <laughs> it's happened. It's happened. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, you know, establish, okay, these are the shooters. And then when you do put them out there up front and say, okay, this is the lane that I'm shooting on. What are you shooting on? Because elk are always different. Sometimes they'll come on a string. Sometimes they'll come and try to circle you. So you can actually, you know, you're going to need different angles and stuff. And so 
I would establish that right off the bat. Like, okay, this is where I'm shooting. This is my shooting lane. How far back are you going to go? And, and the caller scenario. And to dip into that, I mean, that's a whole different topic. But it, we, what we have a couple variants on that. We rely on terrain big time. So topography is huge. If there's a hill, elk sometimes want to go to ridgetop. So we'll get close enough to the ridgetop to where we can get a shot at him when he comes and checks us out. There's, there's a bunch of different things that kind of go into that. But like Roosevelt Country, where we're at right now, a lot of times we are from me to Steve when we're calling from the shooter just because it's so thick that if they come around you to if they would if you were to drop back 70 yards or so and that elk was to come around Steve would never have a shot at it because he'd never never even see it you know so there's a ton of different ways to go about it but I would just say uh, establish who's going to be shooter and establish who's going to be caller roles yeah situations. yeah not like ground rules per se but like an understanding oh, written out oh yeah no we did yeah i mean and it's for us it's always been a little different because there's a guy filming you know right. so that was like um and then you know for i would say a team of three is like the magic number if, if i say like a magic number and that is a caller two shooters that that's a really good number when you get in the Four and five for us, like filming, it all makes sense. But when you're, if, if I just had a group of five buddies, I would say like in that guy's case of five, okay, let's divide and conquer, split in a three and a two deal and, and alternate, try to meet back at the end of the day, compare notes, like what, what the elk are doing, um, you know, rolling five deep in one group for them might be ineffective and not as efficient because you're all in one area you know so i would say that you know the two two man teams or three man team is is a really good sweet spot go you know make sure you're in an area that you can split up and it's not like you're fighting to kind of all like hunt the good stuff and you know everyone wants to like get attracted into i'm going to go into this basin and then you're kind of fighting against each other um, so I would say effectively make a plan, you know, and granted that you're going to sway based on what you find for the day, but like, Hey, we're going to go up and hunt this. We're going to side hill this whole band of mountains. Okay, cool. You guys are going to be across the Canyon several couple miles away. We're going to hunt this and we'll meet up tonight down here at this lake or whatever it is and kind of have, have that plan in place and, and stick to that game plan. And, just, you know, we've definitely you know, and in case in point, like we're, the first time we went to Colorado, it was like there was bugles everywhere. Okay, we're going and hunting this way. Trent and I went, you know, Steve and Ty went that way. Trent and I went that way. And we never even hunted the same elk, and we were all, both into elk the whole day. I mean, it was crazy. It was absolutely insane. But um, we kind of had that plan, that plan, and we stuck to the plan. Um, so I would say, like, on a group size, set the ground rules. Stick to that. And, and two, I think for the enjoyment side of it is alternating. We, we used to stick to like, okay, I'm shooter for the day, you're caller for the yeah, day. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. It, yep. Even whether guys are in a group or it's even two buddies who are maybe newer to hunting together. Like, yeah. We changed, actually. It hasn't been just too many years ago. I think probably, was it Land of the Free? I don't know if we did full days. Did we do full day shooters? So now, I don't remember. Oh, no, we did experiences. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and then you got to lay down some ground rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for encounter, but then for, for the counter. Well, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like when you hear a bull bugle, okay, Steve's shooter on that bull. Yeah. Even if that comes in, moves off, we're still on that bull bugling. 
Steve's up, right? You know, and then it's like that we either bust that bull or is like, man, I had a close encounter. I'm good. On to the next guy. Gotcha. But yeah. again, ground rules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just it's, to make sure. Because, like, you know, then you'll get somebody out there just, well, we heard a bugle. My turn. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you, you screwed that up, you know. And so it goes back to that yeah. selflessness deal. Yeah, you great. know, a big win is like, we kill the bull. It's not I kill the yeah. bull. Yeah. Um, you know, and being stoked for your buddy. But you all have to. And I think setting those prior, like, hey, we're going and going to do this hunt. Like, way back when, when you first say, this is what we're doing, like put that all out there and make mm-hmm. sure that everyone's on the same page. Cause there's some people that'd be like, dude, I'm taking vacation. I'm spending all this money. I'm hunting every single day. Yeah. And if yeah. no one's, if they're not on the same page, you're setting yourself up for a disaster. For and sure. two, maybe, you know, Hey, if you kill one, let's share the meat or something of that nature. Right. Have right. that yeah. figured out way before yeah. have it all. You know, if I shoot one, I know we only have a week off of work. We spend two days packing this thing out. I'm giving you half the meat. You're, you know, yeah. something of that nature. Yeah. 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 Talk about things you guys have learned on communication. So whether this is a group or even mm. again, just a shooter call or two guys, yeah. like, you know, there's scenarios where the guy's up front, he's the shooter, and he's wanting to push forward, right? Or he sees what the caller can't. And yep. so um, any little tips or things that you guys have learned on just communication between shooter caller? Super great question. We did it with – that's what we do when we hunt with new groups. And first off, we go through very, very simple sign language because just like you said, sometimes that bull is up there far enough and the shooter can see him or hear him. For that matter, so like he'll hear him raking. So every time the guy back here rakes, that bull goes nuts and starts raking. Well, a lot of times the guy back can't hear it. Mm-hmm. So we'll motion. Then that's where it comes down to. Uh, we we really stress on make sure that the caller can actually at least through the timber somewhere see the shooter. So at least there's some sign language that can go on there. And we this was always bugle, and then this would be like cow call. And then obviously, you know, raking or something of that nature and, and very simple, simple sign language. But at the same time, it can make a world of difference on that bull's demeanor because you're just pushing his buttons, right? You're, all you're doing is just trying to get him mad enough and say the, the right or wrong things to him to make him come closer. So, so yeah, that, that's a great point as far as just simple commands, work them out with your buddy before, you know, simple raking stuff and bugle, whatever you want, whatever sign language they yeah. want to use but yeah that's a and then great on the, point and if you do lose contact and you're you're set up as a shooter callers back there okay i want to move up just turn around three quick cow calls meow 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 that's come up and whether that's actually meet up or i'm just moving forward that's the you know you kind of have that and it's a fluid like a setup's never like fixed deal like the, the caller's job is to make movements left, right, back, forward, based on what that bull's doing to know, okay, my shooter's in a spot where, okay, he's he's out in front of the tree, he's got shooting lanes around, but the bull all of a sudden starts going up the hill and you you know what the wind's doing there. It's like, okay, my job as a caller is to reposition to get that bull to come in that effective lane. You don't just be like, okay, I'm caller, I'm staying right here. Um, and then knowing that the bull's going to get winded right here, you stay in the same position or, you know, you have to make some movements. So, but if the shooter, like I'm going to move up three cow calls, he's moving up, you move up maybe to where he was at make eye contact again, understand, okay, he's set up. And a lot of times too, is like when you're as a shooter, you move into position. It's like one, you do not, it's almost like 
either if you can make visual, don't make audio noise of that shooter's position. Two, of sneaking up into position because that bull's going to hear branches break. Like It's the one time where you kind of go in stealth mode. But once you're set up, if you can't see him, just one soft, as quiet as you can cow call. Okay, I'm ready for you to start calling. So th- those are the, the audio side of it. Effectively, if you can make eye contact, yep, we're good. Right. Like, go for it. Um, so that's kind of that communication side of it. Yeah. Um, and it all, it, it clicks into place, you know, the more times you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Like one one thing I remember hunting with you guys hunting because I had always hunted two maybe three guys and then but I snuck around the woods more and then you guys were just not afraid to make noise and that's something I learned from you that I was afraid probably scent like all right five guys that's a lot of scent floating around and then making noise number two um, neither one of those really mattered like it, yeah we've had greater experiences more frequent experiences in the bigger group oh um, yeah. yeah yeah. Yeah. It's so much fun, yeah. you know, as it far as fun. just poking fun at each other. And yeah. I enjoy big groups. It's, yeah. it's yeah. a kick, yeah. yeah. But talk yeah. about talk about making noise when you're moving through the woods. I, I touched on it a little earlier. Elk are giant. They're huge, and they're loud. And if you've ever blown up a herd of elk in front of you, you know it's like a herd of elephants, you know. And so they expect, actually, some noise. They expect, and, and it goes back to their senses, right, their sight, their smell, their hearing. And they're, they're constantly hearing stuff break and everything and and i think an overlooked a way overlooked part of calling would be rubbing raking trees elk are a lot they they do it a ton and i think a lot of people are scared they're you know they don't want to make too much noise they want to slip in there put out that perfect five-toned bugle and then wait to see what happens you know whereas we'll like throw a bugle and you know have drool or whatever hanging off our mouth it sounds like crap or something like that and that bull will be like whoa what was that and that you know it'll be something different or something of that nature so we're not afraid to screw up we're not afraid to you don't have to have the perfect bugle at all cow calls you need to be pretty dialed on your cow call you need to you know actually really kind of dial that in to you where you can make a clean cow call a bugle you can throw out i mean there's lip balls there's you hear bulls that sound like dragons or whatever cody's got them all named you know <laughs> whatever but uh anyway it, it just they they all sound different so making noise is definitely not a bad thing that being said there has been times that you make the wrong noise and you know the whole herd just picks up and leaves and you're like what did i why, why did I, what did I do? What did I say? What did I, you know? So yeah, I mean, there's always exceptions to the rules, right? But making noise isn't, it's never been a real thing that we've actually really. And I think that comes a lot from like Roosevelt country where they can't see you usually unless you're within so many yards. So they base a lot of their, a lot of their, um, daily activities on hearing so they can hear those other elk. If there's another herd in the unit, you can hear them moving and stuff. And so it's just one of those things where when we got, I think to Colorado or Wyoming stuff that was a little more open, I think we did get a little bit more ninja. ninja. I'm not a ninja, but I'm a karate expert, but, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, we got a little bit more to where it's like, okay, they can hear us, you know? So definitely if he comes and looks, I mean, he's just going to see us. Whereas around here, it's like, He's going to have to come through a lot of brush in order to Yeah, find and moving out. through the woods, you're breaking branches, you know, you're not, you're rolling rocks, whatever. It's just one of those herd moving through scenario. The one thing else I wanted to really touch on, I think, with a, hunting with a partner or with a team 
is like the mental fortitude and the team mentality mm. is like a big strength. Mm. It, it could be a big weakness. I was going to say it could yeah. be a big weakness yeah. too. So it's, it's really going into with the, the same attitude, same thought process through it. And the cool thing that I've seen in the past, maybe something, you know, worst case scenario, a guy shoots an elk, loses it. Like at that point, they want to quit. Like they want to give up and, and having someone else there to pick them up and learn from that and, you know, build on it as that mistake. Like, okay. I think the, if you have the wrong guy there, he's like, yeah, let's go home. And that's like the, that's the failure side of it's quitting early, you know? And so having someone there that's on that same driven path of where you want to end up and stick it out. And, you know, maybe two days later you have an epic experience that you would not have had if you would have went home, Mm -hmm. you know? So having that, that team and working through those emotions. Yeah. 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 Because it's, we've all, it's crazy. Even on the same hunt on the same trip, but we're, we, Trent and I have talked about this, like we have a totally different experience of elk season, you know, just on a day-to-day basis of what, you know, we go in, get on an elk, we mess it up, they go and kill an elk, you know, in the same country, have a totally different experience. Um, So you got to kind of live off someone else's success and have have that mentality of like going in for the the team win, you know, so... Switching gears, this probably isn't as relevant to like a larger group where you have multiple shooters, but think of just the two pairs, right? You got caller shooter, two buddies out hunting together. How aware does the caller need to be in a situation where they both have tags of the opportunity that he becomes the shooter unintentionally, right? So whether it's yeah. a satellite sneaking in or the primary bull you had responding circles past the shooter. Um, I. I've run into that early on and it caught me off guard, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was so in the collar mode and all of a sudden I had a bull come in on me and I was like, whoa, you know. Like- we we were doing this at Roosevelt. It was hushing was down <laughs> and I was back calling and raking and everything. And, and there was these like three bulls out and it was super brushy. And I had Casey up over here and I think Kenton, he was bowed over here and I'm over here raking and doing my thing. Well, so we have rules in the camera side of things that, you know, if it's not on camera, you can't shoot it. And, um, so yeah. And, but in the scenario you're talking, just the buddies out there, it happens quite often, you know, that you'll have usually, like you said, a satellite bull, that's not going to give away, you know, anything kind of maybe a little timid, but he'll come in the back door or something like that. So definitely be ready. But in that scenario, I had two bulls come in within like 32 yards and legal bulls and everything. And it's like, you just kind of just hunker down and kind of wait till they hopefully wander off so you don't spook them and whatnot. And so, but it does happen. Definitely does yeah. happen. I think we had it happen too with you, I believe in land of the free and one of them or something came Some in. Bull. Well, just as far, I guess it was, you couldn't have killed it. You were up above, but we, we've definitely had the play of where the, all right. of a sudden the, caller has the opportunity to kill a bull and so you need to be prepared i mean we've we've had mistakes of yeah knock an arrow put it beside a tree while you're calling something like that so you can easily grab and and possibly get a shot i mean put yourself in 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 a spot to be successful right every chance you get put yourself in a spot to be have success so even if it's you know there's no elk around or whatnot you never know just throw something you know put an arrow knocked and just lean it there or something like that and it's 
sometimes that was a, that's a communication thing with the with your partner too is like hey if a bull comes in 30 yards your shooter you okay if i shoot it you know because some guys aren't yeah, okay some with guys it. Like, are not that's, okay and that's that. probably not a good hunting partner yeah. but I've, I've heard those stories like, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, i've never hunt with that guy again he's stolen out from me you know right. and, yeah. Um, yeah yeah but yeah things like even keeping shooting lanes in mind maybe even quick ranging stuff like depending on what that yeah. looks like as the caller for sure like, right and yes. in a filming thing we don't really think about it we think about the most kind of like not brushy, but like place where nothing's going to see us to where we can do our movements and everything. And, but in that, like with two guys that are both have tags, heck yeah. Always think about, you know, shooting lanes and ways that you're going to be able to get a shot if something comes in sideways or something. Right. And I think like kind of to wrap this all up, a perfect example was in land of the free 2.0 summit bowl. We Mm -hmm. were on this, the three of us were, were in a group. We got on a bowl day one, got on a bowl on the same bowl day two and then day three, it's like, Still all right, haunts me. surround and drowned. Let's right. go kill this sucker. And we came in six deep. Six deep, yeah. Rolled hard. You know, <laughs> I mean, and, and didn't end up killing that bull, but killed a bull in that right. same drainage. Yeah. And it was just a really good example of that teamwork and, you know, two, two shooters. And it came scenario. down to the guy that wasn't there the whole time. We were on other elk, came in and shot the bull that you guys right. have been after yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After, like, two hours before, I screwed that one up for him, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because yeah. 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 uh, that bull was hanging up forever. And I normally can get, I'll get pretty aggressive trying to make a shot happen. And I'm like, Mark, we need to sprint 50 right. yards. And the bull just hey, took off. Yeah. 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 Oops. That's that one up. So, so we're we're that about to come to yeah. 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 The, One final question then yeah. for this scenario like we roll in five six deep or these guys who we led this segment off with maybe five deep it gets talked about a lot about color shooter setups but when there are multiple shooters and you touched on this setting up a part and things like that but would you encourage guys to do anything very strategically with multiple shooters in terms of how far away they are from each other, you know, certain setups, one guy working the wind, working an arc, things like that. Just any quick tips on multiple shooter setups. So we usually have a hierarchy, right? So we usually have shooter one. We're going to put him in probably the best spot that we think is going to be the best spot. And not all the time is the best spot, is what we think is going to be the best spot. And then we have shooter two, who's going to probably cherry pick off of if the bull, you know, circles for wind or something like that. So we'll try to cover the front door and the back door at the same time. So we do, we, we've kind of had that hierarchy, I would say, a little bit of, okay, not just free for all. Both you guys just go and set up whoever gets to the good spot fastest, you know, kind of have that already established, I think. And it comes into communication again, I think. Yeah. That, that kind of yeah. does that answer but, a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. In general, you're, he's going to be fifty to seventy yards yeah. downwind, probably right. Yeah, over. yeah. It's it's like yeah. okay, the, if the bull, if we do our job on the calling side of it, that guy's going to get the shot. Like, yeah. and then if the bull does the, you know, maybe he'd been in a fight, maybe there's he's been messed with, like he's going to do the slip around, and that that shooter is not going to get the shot. Okay, where is he going to go? Okay, based on the terrain. He may come to this finger ridge, but then at 100 yards, he's going to skirt that finger ridge. So that shooter number two, the wind's blowing on that side, you know, blowing up the hill, but angled back. Um, he's going to slide up up the hill and where he can kill that bull if he comes on that ridge top. And he's going to be 40 yards versus from the shooter, he's going to be 80 or, you know, whatever, 100, you know. So you're, you're not you're not doubling down on like covering 
you know, think of it as a pie chart, you know, crossing scenario. Mm-hmm. It's like there is some some crossing per se, but we're going to keep that pretty minimal. We're going to let that guy be in the cream and then this guy over here on the side trying to, you know, pick up that auxiliary stuff. And it, it definitely has happened where the auxiliary has been the killer. Not a lot, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot. Yeah. And essentially, that's what happened that's with what the happens. summit. Like, right. Mark yeah. was in the spot, yeah. and that bull came through and out before yeah. he could get it killed, and Tyler Tyler killed that bull. He had so. my back. He had your back. He had to have your back. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun hunt. That, that was, was pretty was crazy. Yeah. 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 So, here we go. Little Land of the Free 2.0 action. Idaho.